0: Anybody else shaking their heads over how that Bruins game ended last night? How is it possible that the Arizona Coyotes were allowed to score late in the game when it was clearly an icing call? Let's talk about it on this bonus episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up Bruins fans and welcome to a special bonus Saturday episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked V. It's December 10th. And we're all scratching our heads wondering how the Boston Bruins could have possibly lost to the Arizona Coyotes last night. Before we get into that, a quick reminder that you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram at Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. And you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Amazon, and the podcast is also available on YouTube. So, a couple things to talk about this game. Let's start with how it ended. Nick Fellino had tied the game late in the third period, and with the clock ticking down, we're all thinking this game's going to overtime. The puck. Iced by the Coyotes. The linesman at center ice has his arm up. The other linesman skating behind, tracking the puck. Everybody around the hockey world expecting a whistle and an icing call. It's waved off at the last second after the puck hit the side of the net. Arizona's Matias Michelli picks up the loose puck, finds Lawson Kraus in front of the net to the right of Jeremy Swayman, and the Coyotes' winger hammered home the goal for the lead and the eventual win. Now, I saw a lot of people saying, well, uh, the puck hit the net, appeared to go through the crease, therefore icing is waved off. Well, that rule is no longer applicable. In this new hybrid icing style, it's... Up to the linesman's discretion as to whether uh, the Bruins defenseman has an opportunity to get to the puck before it crosses the goal line to go back and hit the back of the, the boards. Again, all indications were that it was going to be an icing until it wasn't until the very last split second where the linesman waved it off. Forward misplayed the puck, you know, not anticipating half to play the puck, Um, which, you know, you got to play until the whistle actually blows. Uh, But still, it, it should not have been a live play at that point. Head coach Jim Montgomery said, We all thought it should have been icing. The only thing that should matter, though, is whether the D man could touch the puck before it crosses the goal line. Whether it was through the crease, hit the side of the net, that's the only thing that matters based on the NHL's current rules. Could the D-man have touched the puck before across the goal line? It should have been icing. Nick Foligno, who had scored the tying goal, said he was shocked that there was no icing called on the play. Actually couldn't believe it, he said. It was almost like dumbfounded. Not to knock the officials, it's just a surprising call when 100 times out of 100, that is an icing. Apparently 99.9 times out of 100. Disappointing way to end a good hockey game. And uh, that call at the end just made no sense. Captain Patrice Bergeron disagreed with the call as well. But ultimately, the Bruins needed to stick with the play no matter what the officials decided. It happens fast, he said. There's debate for icing there, but when the linesman is there to make a decision that's based on a fraction of a second, you've got to keep playing, bottom line. Kind of not calling out, but pointing to Derek Forbort, mishandling the play, maybe Swayman could have just covered the puck. you can't point fingers and blame it on decisions. The lineman, you can't. Blame it on the player. The Bruins have to own it and be better next game. Just a weird, weird way for the game to end. It's not uh, indicative of the whole story of last night's game where the Bruins were kind of goalied in this one. I talked about how Arizona Coyotes goalie Karel Vamilka could easily steal a game and that's exactly what happened after the break going to talk about the ultimate difference in this game Uh, but first a quick word about bet online bet online is the number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball Soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more at betonline, where the game starts. Alright, so by every possible metric, the Bruins deserved to win last night's game. Five-on-five, they had 67% of the shot attempts, uh, 73% of the total shots, 63% of the scoring chances, 71% of the high-danger chances, expected goals 3.43 compared to 1.28 for the Coyotes. And the numbers just improve in Boston's favor. In all situations, expected goals in all situations last night, 5.09 for the Bruins, 1.7 for the Coyotes, a 75% advantage for the Bruins. That's because they had the majority of the scoring chances, majority of the high danger chances, and outshot the Coyotes 46-16 the difference of course was in net where uh, vimelka stood tall made 43 saves for the win over the first place boston bruins whereas jeremy swayman you know allowed four goals on 16 shots for a 750 save percentage vimelka 9.35 9.35 save percentage in the win. Just troubling performance once again from uh, Jeremy Swayman, who is becoming increasingly, I don't want to say unreliable, but losing potential starts to Linus Allmark because he just not performing up to his usual standards this season. Uh I know he had an injury early on. Things, you know, haven't started. He hasn't been able to get into a rhythm with Allmark getting the Lions sheriff starts, but he still started eight games. He is five and three, but he's got that 887 save percentage, which is well down from his career mark of nine sixteen. The Bruins did find a way to battle in the game. Um, you know they fell behind one nothing 23 seconds in. David Pasternak comes back and scores 429 later. Charlie Coyle gave the Bruins a 2-1 lead. Uh, then Lawson Krause tied things up. Nick Schmaltz gave the Coyotes the lead on a goal 53 seconds into the third. So that's two goals within the first minute of a period Uh, not the start you want to the first or to the third Uh, they did tie things up on nick felino's late goal Uh, but uh, the bottom line according to bergeron is they've got to be better overall find ways to deny those grade a chances and find ways to get the back of the net on our side and really the bruins did everything they possibly could, throwing everything at Vemelka. He just straight up stole this game for the the Arizona Coyotes. Again, 46-16, shot differential. The Bruins went two for six on the power play, killed four of their penalties. And by every... Conceivable metric should have won last night's game. Vemelka stepped up as he has, as he's capable of. He's, you know, Arizona's MVP without question. And the Bruins got goalied. They got iced late in the game. And ultimately fell to one of the worst teams in the NHL. They're now uh 21 4-1 on the season the new jersey devils lost last night to the new york islanders so the bruins still tied atop the nhl in points uh with the devils uh, two up on the vegas golden knights and three up on the toronto maple leafs point percentage they're still number one in the NHL, same in goal differential. And the Bruins will have a tough test on Sunday playing those Golden Knights that they beat last week, albeit without Jack Eichel and Alex Pietrangelo in the lineup. Uh, So that's kind of the story from last night's game, that very odd non-icing to end the game. But overall, the Bruins played well enough to win. Probably should have won, but the goaltending uh the difference in performances at either end of the ice. You just can't allow four goals on sixteen shots and then only score three goals when you are generating forty-six shots on net. But at the end of the day, you know the Coyotes were amped to play at home after 14 games on the road. Although there were a lot of black and gold in in the stands. Uh, just one of those nights, a Friday in Tempe, write it off, move on, and try to get back on track tomorrow night against Vegas. On Monday's episode, we'll of course recap that game and take a look at the week ahead. Uh, but I wanted to get a quick pod out on last night's game uh, so that we can move past this and focus on the Vegas game on Monday. Hope you're all having a great weekend. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here on Monday on Locked On Boston Bruins, your team every day.